Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Planet Comedy Podcast. We're doing things a little differently than I usually do them. We're going live on Facebook for the first time. The TV will shut down I am. Shut up, Karen. Jesus Christ. Why are you yelling? Uh, but welcome back. I am your host, Kyle Ritchie. Uh, I am joined this week by friend of the show, comedian, and what are you? you own a painting business, correct? Ah, uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Painters out in southern Indiana. Yeah. Mr. Mike, is it Curran? Curran? How do you pronounce your last name? Oh, I'm not from Iran. I'm definitely a Curran. A Curran? <laughs> well, that's good to know. Welcome yeah. to the show, sir. Do I you... appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you were suggested to me by a Mr. Brian Hopkins. Yeah. Who I assume is someone you met. Right. Yeah, he was. Performing. How did you meet Brian? Well, he was he was performing at um. Let me get up, get you back up here. There we go. He was performing at the American Legions, um, doing some music or what have you, and. Uh, you know, I gave him a $20 tip or whatever, cracked a few jokes, let him watch a video or whatever, and he goes, hey, you should hook up with my buddy Kyle. He does some podcasts. He might help you out in doing the comedy. Well, my situation is I've been out of it for 30 years. I, I was doing it when I was in my 30s, early 30s. Then once my son passed away, I kind of like, I became a different, miserable bastard that I was already a miserable bastard. Yes. And I just became 10 times worse, and I just... As I grief tends to do to you. funny to say anymore, you know, so I got out of it. Then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, um, something hit me up here, and I've been saying some funny things to some girls, and girls were saying, hey, you should be a comedian. And I was like, uh, I didn't want to tell them I used to do it, but I went up to, uh, what's it called? I signed in at the uh, Louisville Comedy Club on my first night. I had everybody rolling within two minutes, and I was up there for five, so... I figured I'd get back into it, and I've been, I don't do it heavy, because I am self-employed, and I just can't just take off anytime I want, but, you know, believe me, every freaking day out here is an amusement park, I'm telling you, I mean, I was riding my bike one day, going down a side road, and this idiot on a tractor, I mean, hey, look, people out here are great, but some of these, some of these people are, like, dumbfounded, you know, I passed a guy in a tractor, and he looks at me, and he's like, I'm thinking I've got the right of way, you know, and he, he lets me pass, and then he cuts me off, and I land in the freaking field, in the cornfields, and I'm like, you know, what the fuck, you know? And, I, you know, I'm, I'm smashing up my bike, but it's fun. It's, it's meant to be funny, you know what I mean? Now, now it is, but before it wasn't, but um, I just deal with retards on a freaking daily basis. There's retards in the big city. There's retards in southern Indiana. These people aren't people to play with they'll bury you out in the field somewhere you know that yellowstone shit they do that shit out here too they're not stupid so i gotta just like be careful and be nice you know <clears throat> you know we got drunk amish people out here you know they get all drunk fucked up and they fall out of their buggy and the horse just keeps keeps on going down the fucking road you know oh yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, the amish community the amish community in indiana is interesting because they don't they're really like I feel like much less known because they're not as big, but you see them all the time. Absolutely. As opposed yeah. to other states, you see them all the time. But I feel like it's a small just because it's a smaller state. But I agree with what you said that growing up here. I, I mean, I've grown up here since I was <clears throat> ten years old. 
for me it was we i was born here and then we moved to charleston south carolina and then after my mom and my dad split up we moved back from there to back to scottsburg indiana and the the culture shock for me was when we moved from south carolina and we got here and the first gas station we went to, I was like, Jesus Christ, where are all these fucking white people come from? <laughs> it's very that was the big it's, thing for me. It's very white. Yes, it's <clears throat> well, and it, especially when you come from like, you know, I, you know, I assume you're you're from Boston, right? Right. Yeah. Very mixed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a very mixed bag up there. Whereas with in the South, I don't know what South Carolina's demographics are particularly but there were a lot of hispanic and and black people down there so i was accustomed to kind of a kaleidoscope of color and culture and then when i got here it was just a firm basis of middle class white people and i had to adjust right well yeah when i got here i i arrived with with a bmw three series bmw and so people just definitely i would definitely was out of the picture you know like they, they knew that I wasn't from around here. I mean, my biggest thing here when I got here was like I just wanted to pet a cow, and just people like, oh yeah, definitely. I just wanted to pet a cow. I just wanted to pet a cow. We can't pet cows out in the city. You know what I mean? Get to see goats and stuff. I've been here eight years now, so everything's like not a big deal anymore. You know, because I'm acclimated. But when <clears> I first got here, I was like a fish out of water. I don't know how to fish. Yeah, I'm not a fisherman. Everybody out here likes to fish. They come out and tie, get a fish like this, and they're celebrating. Want to drink a six pack just because they caught like 50 fish about this big, and they're all laid out in the. Table. People here don't like don't let people lie to you, Mike. Don't let people lie to you. <laughs> people here don't like to fish. People here like to drink. Right. <laughs> people here don't like to fish. <laughs> yeah. 50 they little get... fishies, and they just light them out on the table, and they actually eat them. And they're like, oh, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the fishing thing always blew me away because like when even like when i visit going back to south carolina people catch like sharks and fucking stingrays and like here you know you like you said you catch a fish maybe that big right right yeah well that's what and everybody's pumped <laughs> and but it is kind of the charm of, of river, that dirtiest <clears throat> river the ohio river is so dirty and they're they're like, but the, but we get some beautiful sunsets out here, you know, and you get some really beautiful people out here. I mean, really kind and beautiful and honest and nice people. Oh yeah. Then we get some really fucking idiots, and I deal with them on a daily basis. <clears throat> but I might be one of those fucking well, idiots to them. You know what I'm saying? I, so I think yeah, I was about to say I think we all probably transfer in between being in one of those idiots. I like to think. I'm not one of those idiots, but I'm also kind of a pretentious little asshole, so <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Well, I'm dumber than a box of rocks. As, old as, as I age, I realize that I'm, I get dumber and dumber. I catch myself doing some dumb shit. I mean, I know this house, this house, like the back of my hand, it's just four fucking rooms. And at night when I shut off all the lights and I'm walking to the bedroom, I must almost knock myself out at the door casing every single time. And or rolling out of bed and fucking hitting the floor. I'm like, or tripping over some sheets or tripping over my fucking dogs. And I'm like, God damn, and one of these days I'm going to kill myself. It's, it's, it's retarded out here. But man, yeah, I see some dumb shit out here. And it's, but it, I, instead of getting upset, I get a laugh out of it. You know what I mean? Turn, now I'm you sure turn into, well, it's, what I do too. So, huh? 
Yeah, you got to take it. Well, uh, one thing that you have the opportunity to do is you can turn it into material. Right, exactly, <clears throat> and that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, um, let's, say, take it let's in... say the other day when I'm in, I was in a. That's what I was getting to. I was about to say you uh you recently had an experience that you could turn into some great material exactly. that I know you wanted to talk about. So I was getting. That's what I was working my way around to talking about. Even though I love the people here, they can. They can be a little mistrusting, the people here in southern Indiana. They can be a little standoffish, as you found out the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was at, uh, I mostly, what I mostly do is restore decks. Uh, people invest anywhere from twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on a deck and say, you know, they're, they're, they learn that, you know, okay, well, you have to, you have to season the deck. In other words, the deck is uh, pressure treated, it's put together, and you got to wait a year before you can stain it. Okay, then maybe their lives get busy, 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 and they wait another year, and then they wait another year, and then they find out it's all getting all grimy and stuff. Well, can the deck be saved? Do I have to re replace the wood, all that kind of So anyways, they call someone like myself. I come down and wash it, sand it, replace a board here or there, and then I stain it. Now, if you've seen any of my work, you know, it comes out really beautiful, that kind of thing. Well, I happen to be in one of these neighborhoods, local neighborhoods, and um, this my customers had bought a beautiful RV the day before I'm staining a deck. And then I go to stain a deck, you know, the railings or whatever, and I see a cloud heading, a cloud, an overspray heading towards the RV. So I stop what I'm doing, I go knocking on someone's doors, and I end up talking to this teenage boy. And then I go up to the teenage boy. Red flag should have been a red flag immediately that you were speaking to a teenage boy. You should have immediately known that you were going to have to break this down to its base elements for him. <laughs> the only thing this boy is producing at a rapid rate is sperm and bad life choices. You're like going to have to really help. Me. Than me. Like, oh, let me give me a let me uh, let me go back inside and call my dad. He comes back and... Hey, you know what? <laughs> As someone who has partaken once or twice, I, I will say, when your dad's out of the house and you're sitting by yourself, is a prime time of the day to do so. <laughs> so you're probably not far off. No, no. But, you know, what happened between then and the afternoon that I got on Facebook was someone had posted, hey, there's some guy just going around our neighborhood ringing the doorbell and someone stopped at our place and asked if they can use the driveway to paint a, an RV. Now, who in their right mind would paint a $100,000 RV if it's brand fucking new? It just needs some place to park on the fucking street while I, while I spray down the deck. And there was this big rumor and all this shit. And then one person says, no, this must be, you know, it's a bunch of garbage or whatever. So I get on there and say, yeah, it was me. It was me. Okay. It was me. It was me. It was me, Vince. It was me all along. It was me. I'm the creeper. And it's like fucking, you guys, you know, I asked if I could, if it's okay to park it on the street. Can you watch out for it for 30 minutes while I spray the guy's deck down? You know what I mean? We'll be back to retrieve it in a little yeah. while. His story was, hey, this guy wants to paint the RV in our driveway. That doesn't make no fucking Well, his story, <laughs> his story was more like this old fellow wants to park his RV in our driveway and paint it. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, yeah, any rational fucking person is going to be like, uh, no. <laughs> right. How about no? Right. And that's what his father said. No, fuck no. Who's this guy? Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, the appreciated painter. Well, I didn't feel so appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I was still on a, I was still on a little disrespected, a little underappreciated. The underappreciated painter yeah, right. at this I'm point, called, yeah. sir. You're, you're underappreciated. Jesus. Brother. So, yeah, I mean, by the end of the day, his mom got home, um, followed up by an apology, and really apologized, and she explained that I was looking out for my customers, trying to find a place to park it without it getting trashed. I mean, you're spending $100,000 oh, on a fucking RV. You don't want some painter trashing it, you know what I mean? I lost you, Kyle. No. I know. Trying to get the camera. I like that lightsaber. Thank you. Have you ever been to um, what's it called? The planet. Yeah, my my integrated. Called the planet something. The thing they have at Disney. No, no, no. This is right in the Highlands of um. It's a comedy place in the um. Is it called? What's it called? Planet. It's comedy. There it's we go. comedy bar basically in, in the Highlands called Planet Something. You could probably look it up faster than I, I played there once. I'll never play there again. Yeah, let me look it up. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean... I don't know why the my camera won't come back up. It says it's on. There we go. Let's see if we can do it this way. Well, I could see uh, somebody just uh, influenced my Wi-Fi. I have a friend that uh, works for the Wi-Fi company I have a thing with, and he just uh, boosted it because it's not flashing anymore. Oh, no. Well, that's good. Oh. <clears throat> what is that? There's a planet in what now? It's called... And where was it? In the Highlands? In the Highlands of Louisville. It's called Planet something. It's a, it's a comedy Oh, I feel like I've I, I feel like I know what yeah, you're talking about. There, I just forget the name of the place. It's something planet, planet something. But when you walk in the door, you'll see Star Wars uh, stuff and uh, memorabilia. Planet of the Tapes. Yes, yes, Planet of the Tapes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I played there once, but I won't play there anymore. Uh, how come? Is that there a lot of sense? There's a very there's a lot of sensitive people there, and they can only uh, sit like forty people, you know. So, but I yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, it's a very I it, like it seems it looks like a small venue. Movies and they have memorabilia from back in the day, like Back to the Future, Star Wars, that kind of stuff. So I kind of like that. Are you a Star Wars guy? I um, of course I watched all the movies. I mean um. I, you know, I have my favorite, I have my faves, you know, I like that, uh, what was that long-eared son of a bitch that was dumber than a doornail? <laughs> oh, uh, God, which that one? Was uh, like the last two or three episodes before Star Wars died off. The, uh, the long He hair. became which, a Which long hair when he, he become a general or so something many... like that? But there's so many long-haired dumbasses in, long, in those movies. Did he, did he? Oh, yeah, Jar Jar! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jar Jar Binks! Jar Jar Binks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's him. 
I get a kick out of him. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I get a kick out of him. There you are. Yeah, when I was, uh, when I was much younger. That's, it's funny when you get a kick out of him. Most of the people, most people hate Jar Jar. Oh, no, I get a kick out of him. I get... I get a kick out of anything that's different. Always the underdog. I always root for the underdog. I'm an underdog. Um, you're an underdog story guy? I'm sorry? I said you're an underdog kind of story guy? Oh, I didn't hear you. When I started this business, I, I was, I'm here, I'm a considered an outsider. And there I've been constantly told that an outsider can't do what I'm doing. And I'm doing it. So I just continue moving forward. I don't <clears> care about what the negative bullshit I just keep on moving forward so I'm in my think I'm in my third year of being in business and I'm getting more and more work and what they what a lot of people are understanding now is I donate a third of everything I make back into uh, nonprofit organizations such as Crusade for Children Shriners Hospital for Children um, St. Jude Hospitals anything that has to do with children you have to understand my son died at nine months old of leukemia so therefore my life is um, happiest when I do donate, when I do make a difference, I help make a difference. So yes, comedy is a part of that. And I trying to clean up my comedy where I not curse so much, but when I curse, I get a lot more laughs. So I don't know how to be a clean comic. And unfortunately, you know, being involved with the Shriners and stuff, you know, I had to clear it with them and say, look, I can't do it the, the way we need to present ourselves i have to keep it separate from yeah so if i say fuck off <clears> the way tell somebody to fuck off and i make it funny it's part of my job to be a comedian not worry about okay i'm a shriner i can't be saying fuck off you follow what i'm saying yeah you know what i mean and that's what people you can't look to can, me as i'm a yeah. business person i shouldn't be saying the word fuck uh, fuck it see that's I, I agree with you. That's something that I always find so fascinating is when someone like you, who is like a businessman, who's respected, steps into <clears throat> a, a space like inter, like an entertainment space such as stand up. People are always going to be immediately judgmental of you because it's I don't know why, but it's seen as such like a juvenile thing, even though it's incredibly difficult to do. Like I don't think people. I think part of the reason everyone judges you is because I don't think people understand how hard stand-up is. Absolutely. I mean, any, anybody that has the balls get up on stage and be in front of an audience, you don't know how they're going to react to you. One person can laugh. Another person won't, might want to attack you. Come and attack me. We'll go outside and dance a little while. It's okay. Let's go. I mean, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> If I go on outside, I'll hit you with the mic stand. You come up on stage, my man. It'll just bounce off my teeth. These are unbreakable. <laughs> what I'm saying, everybody kind of, somebody comes up on stage on me, I'm hitting you oh, with something. Yeah. You have made the wrong you have made the wrong choice. But you know what's scary about someone coming this up on stage? You only got like a five by sometimes you only got a five by five or a ten by ten. And Yeah, sometimes you're, you're right, right there. The They're right on top of you. Fall off the stage. That's what you're thinking about, falling off the stage and getting hurt. If you could take it to control of the person, that's one thing. And I'm really good at grabbing hands and fingers and stuff like that. So I'm taking the son of a bitch with me. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I think I would try to do what, like, God, I can't remember who the comedian was. I want to say it was um, Dave Chappelle. When someone tried to run up on his stage and he just fucking, like, they started climbing up and he just 
kicked him as hard as he could off the stage. I remember that. That was right after the uh, Will Smith incident with uh, with uh, the Rock. With, uh, yeah. What's his name? The, not the Rock. Was he? What's his name? Chris Rock. Yes, Chris Rock. Uh, yes, Chris Rock. That, was, that was right after that incident too. Is it? Well, I remember when that. So, how did you feel about that as a stand, like as someone who had done stand-up comedy before? Well, what was I, your opinion on I that? I personally think that it was, um, it was um, scripted because that was something that was used in a previous um, award ceremony, or not so much an award ceremony, but on a uh, actual written skit. That whole ordeal was used beforehand, so. Why is it almost exactly the same way? Why would he take that risk to destroy his career? Why not tell everybody that it was scripted? Because I mean, we yeah. saw we saw the video of it being used prior to that night. Even though, why do that at all? You know what I mean? I mean, he's such a stand-up guy. He was raised in Philadelphia. He was raised in the streets. I was raised in Boston. I was raised in the streets. I haven't dragged anybody out of a fucking car just because I'm pissed off and shit yet. You know what I mean? I don't do that shit. But how mad can you get? I mean, you, your wife is going to make you go slap somebody? That doesn't make any sense. Well, not only that, I mean, it, it really tarnished what was essentially the best night of his acting career because I think, you know, people forget he won an Oscar that night. He won the Best Actor Oscar. But why, why do what he did knowing... It can, it can, you're going to have that backdrop knowing that you're going to destroy everything you work hard for. I mean, if you need a break in your career, take a break in your career and disappear like Chappelle did. No one's going to come look for you. Take your break, run away, whatever you're going to do. Don't tell anybody we get, but don't do something like that. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, I'm not even a fan. I I don't watch any of his stuff because I know if I watch it, he's going to get, he's going to get, you know, um, what do you call it? The, um, yeah, residuals. well, yeah, residuals, and then you've got the other thing that goes along with when you're, you're licensing and stuff uh, like that, you know, and they use it, and then you get a percentage. Ow. I want to say royalty, a royalty yeah. check, but I don't know if that's, yeah, yeah royalty. So every time, like, what, right after that happened, you know, he was hurting his career, you could tell that, you know, when you got on TV, and you, you I was watching, it's called Bounce TV or something on mine, and um, like a black, black uh, channel or something like that. Yeah, it's a black entertainment or something like that. And they were playing all Will Smith's movies. A BET channel. Yeah, all, yeah. all Will's, yeah right. Like a BET, yeah, it's something like BET. Let me put it on. I'm a, I'll take the sound off just so I can see the, uh, you think I pay attention. Yeah, so nobody, but I'll, I'll, I'll mute nobody it, sues so the shit out of me. And <laughs> yeah. regular TV, it's called Bounce TV, I think. Don't sue me, BET. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't sue me. I didn't do anything to you. Here it is, right here. Let's see how it comes up. Here it on. is. Bounce. Yeah, it's bounce. No, TV, I. O U N C E. And it's a it's a black it's basically a black stage black entertainment station for antenna TV because I don't believe in cable and all that crap. But um. You're not a streaming service guy? No, I do that on my phone. I do play on my phone a lot, you know what I mean? But I mostly try to find ways to promote myself, whether it be comedy or my business. And I post stuff on Facebook. 
Did I do something that I do some stuff that people have forgotten how to do, which is market yourself. And uh, they'd rather yeah. pay some idiot out of California to uh, run a droid around your business and try to charge you an obscene amount of money when you could just carry a goddamn phone with you, introduce yourself, and take pictures of your work, and then you could send it out as far as you wanted to go. But I don't want my workmanship to be shown all over America. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be a community painter, basically. You know what I mean? I can make it. I don't care about getting rich. I I just want to have a nice, comfortable lifestyle where I can retire. I'm 60. I, I I can't be all that busy. I just hired two employees. I've never been able to hire employees before. You know, so it it has lightened the load on me, so I can go forward and get enough work for them. But I can still make a couple of bucks. You know what I'm saying? I can still put a roof over my head. Yeah. I was able to buy a truck. I you wasn't can... able to do that before. Yeah. You know, everything came out of my own pocket. Now I was able to make, you know, something that I had saved through the business. I was able to buy a truck today. Now, I, I broke down yesterday and bought a truck today. That is unheard of in my in my situation. So if you have a positive... What's a good place to be yeah, in life? If, you have, if you're thinking positive, you go forward. You don't let anybody get in your way. You can do anything you want and be anything you want. And I'm proving that. And by posting stuff on Facebook, I'm doing what I'm doing, whether it be comedy, whether it be appreciated painters, whatever I'm doing. You know what I mean? And it, it, we're here yeah. by God. We're not here by them. We're here by God. When you follow God's path, God will provide yeah. a path for you, and you go for it. If you don't go for it, how are you going to know you can succeed? Right. Well, and I, I, mean, I hear you 100% because, I mean, I think that's something that, like, I have str- struggled with in my own like entertainment career, like you know, because like my big thing was like I my big thing is I've always wanted to do either do stand up or make be involved in making movies in some way, shape, or form. I think a big problem I have is like marketing myself. Well, when you're in your underwear, we've always wearing a freaking um, Somebody was tagging, not tagging him, but trying to make a phone call. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're funny just being at your desk because I know you're in your underwear. <laughs> They're short, sir. <laughs> I do. Hey, I, I always say you're... Shit, I'm, and I'm doing the same shit. I'm just not a, I don't have the balls to stand I always... I figured... Uh, I always figure I could do it like a newscaster. Business on the top, party on the bottom. <laughs> I'm always like, you never see their bottom halves, and they always look professional. I feel like that that works. It's fine. It's the same same basic concept. A couple of months ago, I'm sitting at my desk, and I see a, a weird picture by looking at myself. Got this big fat gut out, and I'm, I, it looks like I'm in the buff. But I have a pair of shorts on, but they're so tight. Well, they're not tight, but they're tight when you sit down. So you just move them up. You move up the nylon or whatever, and you hide it behind your fat. And it looks like you're butt naked. You can't see my weenie. And you just see legs and fat. And I show one on Facebook, and you see all the comments that come down on me. I've deleted that one person that was really, really, really negative. I thought it was funny. A lot of people thought it was funny. But then it was like, oh, you're a professional. You should, you should always act professional no matter what you're doing. Like, okay, I can understand that if you're like politics or something like that but me 
I, I'm, I, I like to do funny stuff no matter what, you know. So did I hurt yeah. myself by I doing mean, that's it? No. All I had to do is delete the negative. I delete the negative and keep moving forward. That's all. I keep on doing that. You know, I live in a very... I'm I'm kind of like a minimalist, if you want to say. I save every dime I have. I don't spend it. I live in a very small house. I've got the best landlord in the world. He understands where I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to achieve, even though it, it's not the same of what everybody else does. It's just not. But as you do it, and a couple of years later, and then you explain it on Facebook to say, you know, this is what I've done, this is who I am, or whatever. This is what happened, you know, when I explained to you that what happened in that neighborhood. So... They don't know me. So I went ahead and made an introductory and then put it on their group. And they're like, oh, he does that. Oh, he did that. Oh, he did the free service. He's been washing all the churches for free. And he's been, he, he, he helped the Charlestown Pizza by not charging them. And he cleaned that up where it would cost them three, four, five grand to clean everything up. I did it for nothing. And this is what I do. I help everybody. But when it comes time I need help, guess where everybody is? Take a wild guess. Nobody's around. But I don't care. I just keep on yeah, going. I just pump. keep going. But when I needed a truck, something happened today. A guy got on. He had surgery, diabetic surgery on the stomach. His name's Travis Bryant. He's a good friend. He got out there. He put it on Facebook. Hey, Mike Cummins' car broke down last night. We need to find him a truck. And anybody got anything for sale? And he's sitting at home in recovery. And he finds me a truck. I go out and buy it. So now I got a truck. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I had to spend five grand, but I would have had to spend something. Okay, I mean, what's the transmission going on Lincoln, Lincoln, I mean, you, Lincoln Aviator? It goes for more than five grand. Yeah. So I might as well spend five grand. You will, you're, and here's huh? the thing. You'd like, to spend the five, you'd like to spend the five grand now and not have to, you know, spend three grand and then spend another three grand three years from now and have something that's going right, to last you right, a while. Right. And they're just happy I got a Chevy because I've been driving Fords forever. <laughs> Hey man, that that Chevy Ford thing out here is a fucking. That's a it real is, thing. It is, but I mean, it's not like they want to. That's like it's like, like the that. Bloods and the Crips for <laughs> white people. All right, don't play. They don't fuck around. They're not kidding. My buddy Larry Church, all he does is bust my balls because I got a Ford. It's like, oh, that Lincoln, that ain't nothing but a Ford. It looks like a Ford Explorer. You take off all the emblems, it's a Ford Explorer. You know, I know, I understand, but Ford's been good to me. <laughs> but um. You know, I, I went with what I could afford, and I, I usually go to a cop friend of mine. He, he has gets a lot of cars and stuff, and, but he got has a back problem. And so, you know, I had to just turn on the charm, and everybody just came to my help, to my help and, and helped me out, try to find me a vehicle. This community that I'm in is probably the best community I've ever been involved in in my life. I mean, yes, they're rednecks, sure, but... They look at me like I'm fucking from way out there. And they believe me, they, there's a lot of truth to that because I'm definitely quite different. But at the same time, these people care. I mean, they really do care. They really Oh, care. yeah. Oh, yeah. I I talk, I mean, I, I make fun in my act. I've always, because I've grown up in Indiana and, you know, I've known a lot of Indiana kids. I, I pick on Indiana a lot, but I, I really do... <clears throat> love living here and the reason i love living here is that the people really are they're the sweetest kindest people you can find they really do deep down give a shit about you which i don't think like especially people who've grown up here their whole lives understand and big 
bigger metropolitan areas is kind of rare. Yeah. I mean, most people are just kind of doing their yeah, thing. Well, th- th- this is this is how, what I've learned. In Boston, we mind our own business, so we don't have any friends. You, you may have yeah. five friends. That's it. But out here, everybody knows each other. They may not, may not be like totally 100% friendly with each other in person, but they all know each other through Facebook or they've gone to school and this person knows this person. This, and every, so everybody, it's a big, it's a big click, basically. And, um, you know, whether you're in Otisco, I'm in New Washington, so Otisco is about 10 miles away. Everything's 10 miles away or whatever. And I work in all those areas, but not everybody knows who I am because I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. And Charlestown is down the road, so I'm I'm from Charlestown in Massachusetts. Now, that's where my my fiance and I live is in Charlestown, Massachusetts. No, Charlestown, oh, Indiana. You live there, or you live there now. Oh, live really? there now. So you're out of Charlestown right now. Yeah. No, no shit. I'm yeah. right up the road. I'm like. Yeah, you're right up the road. I didn't, <clears throat> that's why I said I didn't realize how far away. I didn't know how far away you were. I didn't know where you were based at. I would have had you come up. I do. I usually record from my little recording space in Scottsburg, but I live oh, in shit. Charleston. Well, that's where I met your friend. He was at the American Legion. I had washed the American Legion that day. I washed the whole building, you know what I mean? I didn't charge him for that either. But, um, yeah, and he was doing but back to you, what you were saying, growing up in Charleston, right, Massachusetts. Right. Well, when I saw the sign, it said Charlestown, I came here to visit, you know, and then I found out there's a Chelsea up the road from New Washington. I thought it was like a sign from God to stay put. And then when I got to pet a cow and I told somebody I got to pet a cow, they looked at me, I was fucking retarded. <laughs> then I met some more. Oh, yeah, because cow... <clears throat> Cows are so common here. I mean, I've I've seen a cow. I see a cow and every day. When I was hearing, like, I would be sleeping in the master bedroom, right, and I'd hear these mooing in the middle of the night. I'm like, what the fuck is somebody fucking with these cows? So I'm I'm they're like in heat or something. And this is like two o'clock in the freaking morning. No, what? It the worst is um like we used to live by a cattle farm. My I used to live with my grandmother by a cattle farm, and they would when they would the cow the they would take the calves away from the mothers like to sell them that was when it was all night it was i mean and it was like a constant every two minutes thing and that was one of those you just you just kind of accepted you weren't going to bed till about two so in that's the morning. a morning they're in morning basically yeah they're morning yeah they're they're trying to find their calves is what i have been told by farmers is that they're trying to like to see if they can get them to come back, which is yeah. depressing. But well, I don't know. You know, I I get emotional sometimes with like I see a lot of dead deer on the side of the road, and I'm not. I don't know how to. Oh hunt. yeah. I don't know anything about it. I know these women out here are fucking crazy though. I mean, I'm talking fucking crazy, and I don't mean like mentally crazy. I mean they're fucking crazy. They dress and and do just like what men do. I mean they drive trucks. They're not their boyfriend's trucks. It's their fucking truck. Or a Jeep. It's not their husband's Jeep. It's their fucking Jeep. You know what I mean? I, there's this woman out there that takes beautiful photos and stuff, and she hunts deer and, and knows about the points and shit. They go out there and kill the animal, drag the fucker back to the thing, and string him up in the front porch and fucking cut him wide open, cut their fucking nuts off, get all that shit out, and make steaks and cook and clean and everything else. Yeah. More than what a man does. I need to meet one of those. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh yeah, man. They they we grow them different out here. You can you can find a girl of a woman of every variety in the state of yep. Indiana. You can find you one like that. You can find you you can find you the ones that you know. I mean, the girls that go to Starbucks and you know where the Victoria's Secret stuff. You can find anything if you're really looking for it here. That's what it is. They call Indiana the crossroads of America for a reason, all right? You can find anything you're fucking looking for here. Well, I'll tell you what. I, mean, I don't do any looking no more. Fuck that but looking I, shit. I mean, if you're finding a woman my age, you're already fat, decrepit, it, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fat and decrepit. Did you he see said, my give up. fall out? I mean, we it's nice we're, we're platonic with each other we, we have a good time well i don't know if you can i don't know if you can really see me through the camera mike but i didn't get engaged off based off of my looks necessarily it wasn't like i it wasn't like she looked at me and she was like oh yeah that's the one yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was yeah you're a good looking fella but i mean i can i can say that i'm well thank you i'm straight you got no worries for me, but I could tell a good-looking guy from an ugly fucking a mile away. But I'm sure it was your sense of humor, too, because if I make women laugh, their fucking clothes are coming off. But they're getting the fuck out in the morning. Hey, you know what? I, I agree with you. I, For me, the number one thing was, have you ever seen the movie Who Framed Absolutely. Roger Rabbit? That opened the door for me. Watching a guy like Roger Rabbit pull a total babe as an eight-year-old, like Jessica Rabbit, I was just like, oh, so if you're funny, the whole world just fucking opens up for you. That's a whole new world you get to Absolutely. waltz into. I mean, if you got a good sense of humor, <laughs> you're in a bar. I can go to any bar. This is how I practice my comedy. I don't need to go to a fucking comedy club. I can go to any bar. How about trying an all-black bar? being the only white guy to walk through the fucking door. Mind your business for about 10 minutes. Watch the room. They're all looking at you. Say something fucking funny. I'll bet any amount of money I could take a black girl away from a black guy, but I can almost guarantee that black guy will want to come outside and beat my fucking ass. You know what I mean? You could do it. You'd be surprised what you do. It's called the test of your ability to make people laugh in any audience. It doesn't matter. Try not to do political and all that shit. But if you're just naturally funny and you go into a bar, you can make someone else's woman laugh. But the woman is laughing in general, but the man that the woman is with is getting jealous. So you have to be careful. You know what I mean? But if you, but if you can involve yeah. the both of them, then there's, there's no harm, no foul, which is I, what I try to do. I'm not there to pick up one. You know, it's not my cup of tea. I'm there just to, you know, no. mingle in so that it's like, hey, you want me to perform for you guys sometime? Here's my cat. You know what I'm saying? But I've gotten rid of like, what? I'm just... 600 cats in like three months. You know what I mean? But I don't get Damn. the calls. Hustling. I'm trying. Hustling. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I just want to get my name out there. That's all. I'm, it's called self-marketing. That's all I do is self-market. You know? And I do it. And go yeah. to any bar. Just be funny. You know what I mean? You don't need to go to a fucking comedy club. See, a comedy club benefits from you performing there for free. Even if it's open mic. They get half a dozen guys. They go in there. Oh, yeah. And now they're charging people 
not so much money, but you got to get two items. You get 100 people to get two items, you've had a good night. You know what I mean? How much does it make? We, we all know the business behind yeah. making two items. We're not stupid. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. I mean, I everyone, no one's an idiot. We're all, you know, especially us comedians. None of us are stupid. We know why you're... You know, you need to buy two items. It's no different than just charging people right. for a fucking ticket. And they're still ticket. buying a ticket, and they still have to buy a fucking two items. You know, if whether the ticket's twelve dollars on yeah. Thursday, twenty dollars on a Friday night, and twenty five on a Saturday night. You know, if you want a premium package, they'll sit you on the front so we can pee on you. You know, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no big deal. Fucking, I mean, I've been asked to open. I've been asked to close. I'd rather not because I know what I'm capable of. I, I'm I have a, I don't have low self-esteem. I'm um, I'm very confident in my abilities of what I do and what I don't do. I don't want to be ex- exactly well known as being a comedian in the area because I live here. But I do and some of my comedy and the way my character works as being the Bostonian is different than who my comedy as just being myself going into a bar and being funny. You know. Well, yeah, I. I... I think every comedian, when they get up on stage, when you watch it, I think people really misunderstand when you watch a comedian, a lot of their comedy is just their personality turned up to 11. It's a very exaggerated performance right. art, almost. Exactly. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, um... Like, when I'm on stage, I'm much more... Like, I, I have... It's like college education i've got a good grasp of the english language and vocabulary so when i'm on stage i try to be a little more you know i seem a little more pretentious and and assholey but that's because i'm on stage right. and it's funny it's funny for people to look at this chubby pretentious douchebag on stage <laughs> that's a good time for people and it's even though i'm not really like that if you talk to me i'm a pretty easygoing easy to have a conversation with person but i'm on stage i'm performing I'm trying to get, yeah, I'm trying to entertain people. I'm trying to make people laugh. It's different than if you come up to me and I'm sitting at a bar having a beer, just shooting the shit, trying to tell people jokes. Well, I'm, a, I'm pretty offensive when I get on stage. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always, I think the last joke I did was, um, I saw some lesbians in the front. I said, are you guys dating each other? And they said, yeah. I said, well, they make a pill for that. And they, they just had, they knew where I was going with it. I left it alone. And I was able to put it in a pause and focus someplace else. So I had them thinking. So I was looking for some other fags. And that's what I called them. Is there any fags in the audience? And there was two gay guys in the back. They were laughing because I was poking fun at the lesbians. And then I turned my my uh, attention to them. And But I didn't know one of them was a comedian. So, um, you know, he was practicing to be a comedian anyways. So I focused my attention and I called them fags. But... In general, they're all facts, but what, what they don't know, and I'll tell you now, my mom and my stepmom met each other something like uh, 40-plus years ago, and my stepmom is from the bayou of Louisiana, so she talks wicked fucking off the wall. She looks like she, she slaps alligators <laughs> with fucking frying pans. She slapped me a couple of times and throwing a couple of, what do you call them, the covers on a frying pan, how they clip together the old fashioned way. She's thrown one of those at me one time. Oh, hit me God. in the back of the skull make me fall down the fucking stairs. Yeah, the woman's fucking crazy. And have have two fucking women, one black, one white, fucking running around the fucking house with their tits hanging out. That's fucking 
it's a weird way to fucking live. Um, so I said back to the women, I go back to the women. I said, uh, yeah, by the way, you know, they made pillows called Tricoxigan. And they fucking rolling, rolling. You know, like they thought I forgot the joke. No, no, I would just pay my attention back into the other fags and the back of the thing. Same thing if you ever saw my skit at uh, the caravan, I'll be saying, well, yeah, yeah, I saw two guys kissing out in the lobby. It was a friend of mine and his dad greeting each other, and they're kissing each other. But I don't know it's fucking father and son. I thought the fucking, my friend ended up, all right, he's married, but he's a fag too. He likes older men. You know, my brain, the way my brain fucking works, it doesn't compute that, that it could be his father. So when I'm up on stage, I said, well, your wife, I love your wife because she's got huge fucking tits and there's no room to sit. And then I caught your fuck, you kissing an, an old man out in the lobby. But now I learned that you're the father and you're the son. You know what I mean? That's how it ended up, you know? So yeah, pretty, pretty funny. And, you know, I didn't get a, um, I wouldn't say I got a standing ovation, but I had the whole bar rolling, whole, whole bar. But I was being offensive, too, because I was going after a, a Korean dude. And I knew he was Korean because we've, we've introduced each other prior to being there. You know what I mean? But I called him a, Cam- a Cambodian dude. Now, do the people in the audience don't know the difference between Vietnamese, Cambodian, Ethiopian, and Korean, or Japanese, or anything like that? No, of course not. But me and this guy, the guy's name, I think, is, is Ben. I think that's his name, an American name, but he's Korean. And I think it's Ben Lee. So I could have said, is that Bruce Lee's grandfather? Or, you know, is that, is Bruce Lee your fucking grandfather? His last name is Lee. You know, so (laughs) I could have done that, but I didn't want to. I wanted to, he was carrying a fucking tripod on his back. And he was, he was holding like, like, they do things different in each country, you know, like, they carry things on their back rather than a tripod like for a camera because it straightens out their back oh you know what i mean if you carry it in the front you're hunched over. okay you know what i mean americans we carry things in the front we're hunched over and that's why we're all fucking walking like we're fucking retarded for the rest of our lives when we turn 70 and we need a fucking cane (laughs) yeah because we're carrying it wrong we should be carrying it like this so we're straight up you know i mean these people aren't stupid you know and so i try to when i'm on stage i'm I'm improv, you know. I just see things on the stage and I just react. I don't write jokes. I do write jokes. But What's well, like? I'm, I'm the same way. I, I I have written material that I've worked before and it's done well. But my best reactions have always been crowd work. I've always been when I look to somebody in the like I'll find somebody in the crowd and I'll pick on them for a little while. Absolutely. And then the yeah, it's always the it's. I feel like it's the best comedy because it's so natural. It's so natural to have... And for me, it's it's been a while since I've been, like, actually out to bars or tours or done stand-up just because of COVID and I've had, you know, I've, all the things I've got going on. I've managed the liquor store up here and obviously with the quarantine, everybody's been drinking real heavy, so business Fucking has been drugs. booming for me. But there's that. I mean, I got in. I got engaged, so I've just life has kind of been happening. But my goal in the next year is to get back on stage. And I think one of my things I miss the most about it is the crowd work. Is when you catch, especially a good crowd, when you have a crowd that's willing to interact with you and talk to you. Absolutely. That's the best. And I think the crowd likes to be involved, and that's why it works well with me. I think the crowd likes it because, see, with me, I'm a little different. 
um, I'm a very confident man. So when I'm in there, people don't know I'm a comic. They know who the Bostonian is, but they don't identify my face with the Bostonian. It's when they hear me talk, and that's when they say, oh, that must be the Bostonian. Um, so what I do is I kind of go shake hands before the show even starts. They're getting rid- they've just ordered their meal. Um, you know, I work with the waiters or whatever, and I go meet the, the customers in the front row or whatever, and I mingle a little bit and get like three or four. Because you're only up there for five fucking minutes. How much, you know, how much can you roll with for five fucking minutes? Well, one time I saw this black couple come in, and they're dressed alike, okay? But there was a there was there was something different. Big fat chick was wearing leather pants. Oh man, I had a hot one coming Ooh. on that one. But she had big tits, you know, big tits, leather pants. What the fuck are you moisturizing in those pants right now? Are you high? Are you are you hiding the fact that you had your period? What is going on in those pants? So whatever you do in those pants, whether you fight or, you know, you're bleeding, it's hiding all that shit. So we all know when you're wearing leather pants, you're fucking hiding your period. We're not stupid. We're not stupid. Now when I see the, we yeah, see, I mean, we see the fellas wearing leather pants, I don't, they're just trying to fucking show off their fucking 12-inch long. You know? It's always the black guys wearing that shit. You see a white guy wearing that yeah. shit. That's the gayest fucking thing I'll ever see. Fucking bad. Yeah, I was about to say, you ever see a white dude in leather pants, you immediately like, well, that man is a homosexual. That man, that man spends his weekend right. sucking dick. Well, I got a buddy of mine. Yeah. We, we're going to be, well, we're, we're working on it. I, I've been real busy, but I've been working on this calendar where, you know, you're going to wear Speedos. And it's for charity. You know what I'm saying? So it's not for kids to see, really, but it's nothing of really overly offensive. You wear, you wear your best Speedo, but let's, let's keep it kind of clean, you know, where it's not overly offensive. You know, you're showing off your body, whatever. We're all fat. We're, when we're older, we're all fat. So I'm going to try to do a polar plunge where you're wearing your best Speedo. You know what I mean? Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's for charity. Now, all these photos will go into a camera. I mean, I'll... I will absolutely do that. I will absolutely do that. But that my whole body tends well, to just thinking you're about not it a little bit. You're going to bury your head. You're just going to go up to your chest, okay? And then you'll be because it's going to be a rotation. We're going to have people out there because people react to the cold differently. You might be in your in your heart. You want to do it, but when you go in, the cold can react to people's body differently, especially as you get older, like myself. It can cause a heart attack. So we're going to have an ambulance and all that stuff there. But what you do is you're going in and you're going in a rotation. Okay, and you're going in quick, you know, and then we make sure there are people out there that will walk you back as soon as you're, you know, if you can't get in. We're doing it in the river at Bushman's. You know, you know what Bushman's is? Okay, well, Hell yeah. know, you can look this up on YouTube. Look for the River Rats for Crusade. That was the one that I, uh, what do you call it? Um, I want to lead or there was this something that you call it, but I, we got the community together to do something for charity. The River Rats for Crusade, we did it for Crusade for Children. We raised 10 grand that day. So the, this polar thing is going to be the same exact way. But we're going to put the pictures and make a calendar. And and then we'll have the calendar, like a two-year calendar. We'll probably miss a month for the first year, but that's because the calendar is going to be coming out like... I'm going to try to do it in November if we can, you know, the polar plunge. But we'll see. We'll see. And it should be a fun experience and be very funny and comical at the same time. You know what I mean? Raise, and raise lots of money for oh, the yeah. sales from the calendar. 
it should be it should be something that is that people get a real good laugh at and is for a good cause and I mean you know all the good things all the good things that you can do with such a such a right well, an event well the river rats could you say will. Pokemon that scared the crap out of me I'd never seen so many boats in a little area in my whole life and nobody had any accidents or anything I was real surprised but you know if you had another one that would be double the size of the boats so we did it a couple of years prior to 2021. And it was right at COVID, like 2019. We only had, we only raised $2,500 because it was right at COVID. Then it was like we had the shutdown, and then we yeah. had 2021. And when we got on like uh, Crusade for Children's TV, you know, we tried to explain, hey, look, when you come and you sign up, you're not giving us the money. You're giving Crusade for Children the money because Heather Benson, she was the director at the time and she still is or whatever and then she took all the money so they knew that they were given directly they could give her a check rather than cash because everybody gets shy when they have to give away cash is the money going to go where it's supposed to go so we raised 10 grand we were able to put it online yeah. and let people know what we raised and what we spent what what all the kind of stuff you know mostly as long I feel like as long yeah, as long as people can see where their money's going, right. they're willing to really of, help out. Most of a lot of things came out of my own pocket because I could afford it, like the T-shirt designs and stuff that came out of my own pocket. And when we sold the T-shirts, that made profit. So it made it might have cost me so much upfront. You know what I mean? So that was my sponsorship, and then the profits for the shirts went right to right back into Crusade. We sold all the shirts. Like I think it was within a couple of big yacht came by, came by and bought all of them. You know what I mean? After everybody got their shirts, Big Yacht came by, ended up, you know, filling up and bought all the rest of the T-shirts, you know? And I think, that, I don't know, it was you like $1,000 or something like that from the T-shirts or something like that. I don't remember. But, yeah, it was a great day. It was great. My, my, I was really surprised. The community came together. We all worked together. Um, there was a couple of hiccups. No big deal. Um, did the 50-50s, and we raised a ton of money in such a short amount of time, you know what I mean? And I got to get a little lot of praise to the, lot of, all the community and the people down at Bushman's allowing us to do it down there and River's Edge and stuff. It was just a wonderful experience, you know, and I'd like to try to do something again. I've just been really, really busy, you know? And now trying to do the comedy and going out on tour in October, it's hard to be funny when you're freaking working your balls off, you know what I'm saying? And you need some fucking time off, but that's okay. These fucking idiots out in the fucking road, they're fucking... You guys got no, what do you call it, uh, inspections? You know, got a car going down the road that sounds like they got no exhaust, no nothing. You can't even hear a phone call. Well, it shouldn't be on your fucking phone anyways. But, you know, that's here or there. No, there's no inspections. People drive, people drive shit till the Absolutely. wheels fall off here, Mike. It's just fucking weird as shit. But, you know, you got to give it up on these Amish people. They'll ride their buggies and fall out, and fucking the horses keep on going. They like the horse knows where to go. That was the wildest, that is the wildest thing I've ever seen, one of the wildest things I've ever seen happen. Is that poor man. I can't imagine being drunk enough that you fall out of a horse and buggy. Although, what a drunk driving system on the down low. I mean, to just have a horse and be like... Take me home, Chesterfield. Yeah. On a drunk. Yeah, on a drunk. On a drunk night. You don't even have to stop drinking. You can just let the horse drive. Drink a couple beers while he rides you home. I get a kick out. When I first saw it, it was like, 
Now that's a classic car I want. You know what I mean? I was like really in awe. Yeah. They're like, they're like at the Dollar General and they're tied up to this like little wooden thingamajig and they're all over the place, you know, and that's where they tie up. And I just, every time I see it, it just, I just think it's awesome. But when I see him actually fall out of a buggy, I just, <laughs> I think it's the funniest shit. I'm sorry. Well, it makes you, for me, like, when I see him all the time, like, I see him at the store and stuff, I'm just like, so what exactly are the rules of being Amish? I'm confused well, they now. they have their rules, <laughs> and then they, there's a couple of people, like, I, I met this guy, Larry, I think his name's Larry, he's a real nice guy, he wouldn't let me take pictures of them, he let me take pictures of the horse and buggy, and he goes, well, stop by the house, and we'll explain it to you. Well, I'm afraid of that because if someone else told me, don't do it, because if you go, they'll put you to fucking work and you won't be able to escape. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to commit you to their commune, bro. Don't do it. Like swinging an axe and a stump that can't get out of the ground if you don't go, you go over there to visit. Do you... Have you heard anything? Do you know about the religious like sect no. on Highway 3? Oh, Mike, I'm about to blow your mind. So, you, you, Highway 3, like, you know what that is, right? Connecting, yeah, I'm on like, Charles Sound. Yeah, and stuff like that, to, Marysville. Yeah. Okay, so you know that big fence, that yeah, big wooden fence. fence on Highway 3. Yes, that gray fence behind that is a gated community of people who practice a section of Christianity where they follow this man called Brother Branham. And Brother Branham is a preacher. And in a sense, he has become essentially these people's like second Jesus. Starting to like, sound a little weird. And they have... Oh yeah, it's it gets better. So behind that fence, they have this... I looked it up one day on Google Maps because I didn't believe when somebody told me. I was like, that sounds like bullshit. That doesn't sound like right at all. 100% true. My fr- I have a friend named Kyle... He he knows people who are in this church, so they have like a compound back there where like these there's these big houses people live and they have a giant complex in. I'm trying to think the area it would be considered. It's off 62, but it's in like the Jeffersonville, New Albany area of Indiana, and it is called the Brother Branham like Center of Worship. And basically, what like what they believe is like he is like a prophet from God, and they have to listen to everything he says. They have pictures of him and Jesus in their house right next to each other. But behind that fence is this giant gated community, and if you go on the land, you will be confronted by men in golf carts with AR-15s. I'm not- <laughs> and I've had that confirm- confirmed confirmed by multiple people. Beyond the fence because fence ends and it's just someone's property and then you look over the fence i've never seen anything like you'd have to go through the that's because they're back yeah they're way back behind that behind that tree line and stuff i I go on people's property all the time you know even when i'm not welcome i mean i I like to turn around and stuff you know and if if i'm ever confronted i just speak up and i just say hey i'm curious you know what i mean but um i did that on a couple of houses a couple of well i was gonna out on I had Brittany Road. Oh, what was it? Probably. Bethany, Bethany Road. I traveled Bethany Road, and I could just, like, I, I appreciate, like, the way houses are built or something. And I would see a piece of a house coming through a tree line, and I would, like, get curious, and I would just go drive down the road, and then I'd get confronted by the homeowner. 
and I was I was just admiring your house, and I just wanted to see it. I was just compelled to come down the driveway, and it, they would invite me in, not in the house, but they would invite me closer to see the house. I get hired. Like a, a yeah. month later, they call me and they come and paint something. Oh yeah, hey, here's the th listen, Mike. If you get to go paint something for these people, you let me know. I'm coming with you. I can't paint shit. I can't paint shit, but I'll figure it out for you, just so I can be in there and ask these people some now questions. Now you got my curiosity because what I heard was that same area is getting. Um, they're doing something with. Um, what's it called? Free. Oh, what's it called? Charlestown has is financing something with um it's like a recovery or something like that where they but they call it something free something or other i i'll have to communicate with you probably offline because i can't really think about it right now but i think i, I think freedom i know what you're talking freedom about light. i don't know if that's the same freedom area light. is that yeah i is that kind of i want i probably I would bet it's in the same area, but I'm sure there's like property lines if you look at it the way it's drawn up. Is that's right, a section right. of that? Yeah, land but I'd be curious to go out there. That's been I'm, given I'm to them. Part of something that's. Well, ever since hearing all these stories, I've been curious to go out there because my like my friend Kyle told me that he knew people, and I I was scheduled to meet one of them before COVID kicked off. And obviously, once COVID kicked off, I didn't hear anything from any of those people ever again. I, I think that my biggest thing here when I first came here is um, I'm not a racist. I'm not even prejudiced. Yes, I have problems with black people that wear their fucking pants down below their ass. I mean, why wear pants at all? Just fucking walk around in your fucking underwear, you douchebag. And fucking, and then just, you know, then you become a, when are they going to be becoming a part of society? Whereas, why do you have to wear your pants? draws below your pants what what is what is that defining that you're a thug uh, i could consider i'm a thug too i'm white and i grew up in a bad neighborhood it doesn't mean that we walk around with our pants under our ass we see white people doing it too and it's to you know whatever you want to be i just leave people do what they want to be but when i was younger i would have a i would be emotional about it you know i would get in someone's business say why you do that but you know something it's not my business to get into someone else's business to whether you're a fucking transvestite, you're gay, or you want to wear your pants below your ass. None of my fucking business. But um, I do have, you know, like, issues about fucking men being, um, making believe they're women and then knocking the fuck out of a goddamn woman in a ring and crushing their skull, that kind of thing. I have, I have issues with that, but... Yeah, You're talking about I the athletics thing. It doesn't work. I think I think most people, I think most human beings on Earth, would agree in the sense that when it comes to trans rights, as long as what you're doing doesn't affect anyone else, if it's, it's your life, life is hard. Do whatever the fuck you want. Do what makes you happy. I agree. I wouldn't want anybody getting my you know what I mean? business doing what I'm Be who you. Absolutely. Be who you want to be. The athletic thing is where I, as where I'm with you, I change stances because I'm like, okay, even if you like, even if I don't want to, don't want to say like this seems like a very bad idea to allow these trans women to compete with biological women. It still needs to be a discussion. The idea that we just have to accept that this is the way things are now is what kills me. Is I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
there is a completely different science to athletics than there are you just, you know, deciding that you are happier as a woman. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. If you are a man and you decide you're happier as a woman, assalamu alaikum, mazel tov. However, if you are a man who is a semi-pro basketball player and you decide that you want to play and you want to be a woman and then you go play in the WNBA, I'm going to have questions Absolutely. for you that I feel like are fair. Uh, to me, I, I have I have a <laughs> for that, and you're a plain old, you know, you're a fucking faggot. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. I, I know that's very offensive to say, but that's how we do when back in the day. I mean, if you're a fucking acting like a fucking idiot, then you should be called and labeled as an idiot. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, we have a lot of idiocracy. When I first came here, I, I learned about the KKK. And I always thought it was a fucking myth. You know what I mean? No, that's here, a very real not, thing. In a, in there a, is a in this town, maybe real more, life. Maybe more, but, yeah, I've, I've talked with a couple of people that are like that. And you pick up on it, too, in conversation. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, they, I mean... You can take it. Here's what it is. You can pick up, like me and you were having a conversation about trans people. I can tell you don't hate trans people. I can tell you you're not like you're not like. I think these people are fucking abominations, and they should be eradicated from the earth. You're just like I just have questions. I just have questions, comments, and concerns that I would like to air. <laughs> and I I feel like it's kind of a similar thing with all of this, which is you can tell people's intent like you can tell if someone's asking questions if their intent is to really learn about the culture about the people about the way things are or as opposed to they're just yeah. trying and to be an a asshole. lot of people like that especially when you're when you're out there um yeah um political politicize what is it called um yeah right yeah. politicizing, politicizing. out there and say hey don't talk to me i am not a man i am a woman and you're fucking plainly looking at you, and you're a fucking man, and I'm about to knock your fucking shit into the ground, you know what I mean? Because I get angry with people that will attack another human being uh, with no uh, remorse, you know what I mean? And I have a big issue with that. Yeah. Now, I used to fight when I was a kid, and I don't think it would take much for me to come to someone's aid um, knowing that I know for a fact that they are fucking wrong of what they're doing, you know. Um, I'm lo looked upon as a crazy fucker out here. I mean, because probably because of where I'm from. This I live across the street from the library in New Washington. Everybody knows I keep that parking lot clear of any drugs or anything like that. I've had my fair share of fucking pinning people up against the wall and doing what I have to fucking do to get, that, get it through their fucking head. I ain't putting up with it. Don't worry about the fucking cops. Worry about me. The cops know I'm fucking half in the bag too you know what i mean it's not that i'm half in the bag because i care about my fucking community and i'm willing to do something about it that's the difference i don't carry a gun i don't carry a knife i don't need any of that shit because in boston we didn't have any of that shit oh well, well we did but you know we really didn't you know and it's like i don't really need it out here i mean shit people talk sh shit all the time and it's who's gonna do something about it you know what i mean I'm, well, that's what, like, I was always taught, like, my father was, like, people are always going to talk shit to you. But, you know what I mean? Like, until someone has the fucking audacity to act like they're going to lay their hands on you, there's no reason that, you know what I mean, get right wild with people. Most situations can be settled with 
Yeah, I mean, I was a tow truck driver in the Highlands, and when I first came here, I didn't have any work, so I, I knew that I had something to fall back on. So I went to work for this cop, and they call themselves Leo's Towing, so law enforcement officers. So I worked for them, took some cars out of the Walgreens and stuff, and sometimes I get confronted by these people, and they act like they're going to shoot us. And I just, I had the guy that was working with us, he would always put his hand on his gun, and I'd be like, dude, don't do that. You know what I mean? Keep your fucking hand away from your gun. Keep it concealed. If you're, you're proud to have a concealed weapons permit, fucking keep it concealed. Don't fucking do it. You're, nothing's going to happen, I promise you. Just keep fucking working. You know, they just want to try to intimidate you. They don't really want to kill you. I'll know when they're going to kill you. All right? I'll no. Know. I've been shot. I know what it's like when someone says they want to kill you and they're fucking drooling at the mouth and their their eyes are fucking open really wide. That's, yes, that's... They're focused on you 100%. This guy is not going to do that. So I would, that's how I made my money. I was making 600 bucks a night in less than a couple of hours because I knew how to read people. Same thing in comedy when you're on stage. You know, you do what you got to do, but yep. learn how to read the audience before you open your fucking mouth. Well, not only that, usually 99% of the time, the people like that, like the guy, the people who are going to act like they're going to shoot you, the loud people aren't the ones right. who are going to do something. It's the person who's sitting quietly in the corner who will fucking pull out a gun and shoot you in the head without saying a, two agree. words to you. That's Those are the kinds of people you have to worry about. The people, the dude who's standing in the middle of the room talking all the shit is not going to do anything to anybody. It's the gun. It's the person he just wants the you to think, killing. It's not the gun. He just wants you to think you will. gun right good and everybody battling about yeah, taking guns and stuff. I don't carry a gun. I mean, I own a gun, but it's not at my home. It's just so that I can train myself to be comfortable with it. And I'm not yet. You know, and I'm not comfortable because of the way my brain is or the way I react to things that I should be carrying a gun with me full time. I'm not saying, hey, look, I got something mentally wrong with me, but it's because of where my background is. You know what I mean? I will always come to an aid of a female, right or wrong. I'll always come to an aid of the, un, the person that's getting their asses kicked. There's time to stop. Stop fucking kicking his ass. I will come to the aid of that. I just know how I react to things. But there are some crazy motherfuckers out here. They'll fucking kill you and bury you out in the fucking field, and you'll never even know it. Feed you to the fucking pigs. Be careful what you do. They caught a pedophile out here. Scotty Maples, you know who he is, right? Yeah, they caught a pedophile. Yeah. They chased him from Louisville to here, and I know why they chased him out here. Cause they went, he wasn't getting out of this fucking area. You chase somebody in this area, they ain't getting out. And if the cops didn't catch him, these motherfuckers out here would. These rednecks don't fucking play. They know that you're a pedophile. You ain't going nowhere. You're here to stay. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pedophile your dumbass. <laughs> yeah. It's been a. It's been a great place to grow up in. I have to say, it it establishes quite a quite a foundation in you of right and, and wrong. I appreciate living here. I mean, first couple of years, you know, going through the winters and being slow and not having anything to do, getting depressed and shit, and knowing how to deal with it. Now it's like I enjoy being by myself. You know, I enjoy doing things, reading a book or whatever. And knowledge is king. You know what I mean? Fundamental. You know what I mean? So it's like I read a lot. When, and, and even though I have to read it 10 fucking times because I'm dyslexic, I still enjoy being by myself and going through. But the people here, 
Some of them are fucking batshit fucking crazy. Well, that's what's great about them is that they're batshit crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's what I—that's what I've learned is that what's so fun about these people here is they're—is they really are crazy people. They're fucking crazy in the best way, but they're fucking crazy. But they're trying to—they're protecting their way. Like I've watched, I watched. You know what I mean, they don't want fucking psychos moving in. Oh the yeah. Way. That's why they had a problem with me for a long time. Is he gonna stay? Is he here for real? Whatever. So I'm considered the outsider. The outsider. They ain't gonna do anything for the outsider. They're gonna make the out. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure part stay. of it was like. You know what I mean? So is Jimmy? Oh yeah. Is this fucking city slicker gonna? You know? Is he gonna? try to disrupt our way of life or is he gonna is he trying to blend in and blend himself right. into exactly. our you know what i mean into our society the right. way we th- the way we do things you know what i mean and it's and I, i've heard it, it takes 10 years to blend in and it 10 years is hey i've been here almost 10 years and i have an investment here you know what i mean they don't know what the investment is they're not gonna know you know until it's time they're not gonna know but i do i do plan i have plans and I can't do appreciate a painter's forever, you know. But I will only own it. I just won't be working it. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be like I want to turn it into a nonprofit where I have special needs kids working a couple of days a week doing light duty jobs. That helps the special needs kids, and I'm, my workers are fine with that and help that grow. And then you know the the employees that grow with the company benefit from. It, you know what I mean? And we help we help the elderly out here. You know, we, we yeah. volunteer our time on Fridays to help the elderly out here. We don't, we don't get paid. You know what I mean? Although I'll give them a couple of bucks. You know what I'm saying? But you know, whether it's screwing a light bulb, whatever the case may be, fixing a little leak, and then you get these all these contractors getting fucking wacky, like you're taking money from our pocketbook. No, you're not. If you would self market yourself, you'd be fine. I self market myself, so fuck it. You know what I mean? And uh, I do my comedy. Well, my comedy is quite different, and I try to keep it at bay because I'm very offensive. I can come off very offensive, you know, but when I go yeah. into a comedy club, I'm a whole different kind of person. You know what I mean? Either you can handle what you're saying. Well, you should be. You, I, lo- I love that. I think that's the perfect way to do it. I mean, I tell everybody I really to suck a good dick. You know what I mean? I, and I, I can prove it. <laughs> I respect your I, I respect your dedication to self marketing and I think self marketing is something that like you know when you look around comedy like right now when you look at a guy like I don't know like like Matt Rife who is the the pretty young fella that all the yeah, videos are going on around like about ninety percent of the audience is female. <laughs> well, figure that, Mike. He's, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's fucking, the man's fucking gorgeous, so I get that. And I give him credit, I've said this, if he was just pretty, I'd talk shit and be like, oh, women are only going because they want to fuck him. He's funny. Yeah, he is. He, he really is, is funny. It's all the time in YouTube, I follow him a little bit, you know what I mean? But my thing with someone like him is, yes, he's incredibly attractive, and yes, he's very talented, but his marketing, like just over the last year, all the videos I've seen of him, and then he gets a tour, like that really, like you said, it's the key. If you can market yourself 
if you're talented like someone like he is, well, that's all that comes He works through. with a female audience more like so he has to learn to curve certain things or they take it the way it's supposed to come out without making it, you know, you'll, you'll see females that are coupled up with uh, their husbands and bring them to the show, you know, and they'll see, you know, how he's coercing with the whole audience, whether the guy's black or anything like that. Yeah, you know? the whole audience. Like, did you see the one where he's like identifies the guy? There's a guy in the audience. I forget his name. What was his name? And he goes, um, "What about Brittany? You know, what I mean, like he's dating one girl, and then he and he just broke oh, up yeah. with Brittany, and Brittany's in the audience, way in the back." <laughs> and it, what about Brittany? <laughs> oh yeah, and, she, and he goes that. He goes, hey, yeah, don't and do that goes, to him. What about history? <laughs> what about Brittany? <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just. I, it yeah, it's. The, uh, he was at the. He's uh, good. Louisville Comedy Club not too long ago. Think about maybe. But a month and a it half was. ago. Well, was and saying. that's not even that's the new one, right? That's the yeah. It was just yeah. That's the new one, ago. right? Yeah, that's out on West mm. West Market Street. Yeah, I, I've performed there. Um, I performed there for about a month or so. You know, it, to me, it's like beating a fucking horse I've, against the guy. What is it? What's this term? Beating a dead horse. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, you know. I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, I do understand now, but at the same time, it's like there are people that are want to be in comedy for all the for different reasons. Let's put it that way. I don't want to offend. I don't want to come off judgmental. You know what I mean? Uh, but but everyone who gets into comedy wants to do it no, to make enough money. Thing. There are people out there that are just to support yourself. To Locally, they don't want to stay local. Oh, no. They don't want to travel. Oh, I want to make people laugh. At the uh, what you call plant of the tape. All I, this is all I've ever said. If I could make people, if I can make just, and it doesn't have to be a lot, just enough money to keep myself alive, making people well, laugh. Do this. That's the dream. When I go out and do a show, and I get hired to do a show, it's like say seven fifty. You can have half of it. You know what I mean. And I mean, I could, I could care less about the money. I usually, when I'm hired, I donate the money because um, I make my money painting. You know what I mean? I don't care about the, but I do like going out to yeah. perform. I'm trying to keep from swearing so much. I swear a lot when I'm on stage. I'll tell you to fuck <laughs> off, and people think I'm serious. I gotta be careful. Well, Mike, I don't know. I don't know how much I don't know how much I can help you with the slowing down and swearing, man. I'm quite in a I'm quite a provocative act myself. Coagulating. Yeah, I think I would just make you worse. Well, I mean, I go after the phase, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Hey, I just saw somebody come in with pink slacks with a fuck eye. Comedy is I I hate this idea that they're the the punching down idea that there's people you can't make fun of in comedy. That's so fucking ridiculous to me everyone everyone that's what makes us human everyone can be made fun of have you seen me make everyone. fun of bad people yet everyone had <laughs> so i'm saying everyone had on earth has something that is mockable i mean look at me here i here i sit in my trying to be very professional in my yeah, shirt yeah, with my shorts legs. on as you can see my bare knee yeah, here yeah. Wait, don't get, yes don't get your fiance, my, 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 
<laughs> hey now, she be alright. She knows. Listen, she knows. She she understands that there are lots of there are lots of young men that I am just like. Listen, I love you. You are my you're my one and only. But that sometimes I'm one day I might have to bounce out. I have to bounce out with my homies and go accomplish the dream. I went up to these guys uh, from the KKK and told them I could do a <laughs> I could do a stand up for them oh. if they wanted to hire a oh. comedian. <laughs> but I would never use the N word. You know what I mean? He goes, "Oh, well, no, we, 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 you do, you do whatever you yeah. want, whatever." And um, I said, "Well, you know, um, you know, most of most of what I would say is about fat people. I mean, how do we get? I mean, check this out. We got man tits. You know what I mean? I mean." <laughs> I don't need to go get a girl. I can play with myself. I mean, shit. I get, you know, I get so fucking fat. Did I make you spit up? I made you spit up, didn't you? You know what? I'll... <laughs> nah, a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to get a drink of beer. I wasn't ready for the man tip part. I was not. I looked up and there was a nipple. I from Facebook for like a month. For fucking the dirty, dirty. I was like, it's my tit, god damn it. Oh, fuck. Don't ban me, Facebook, please. Mark, Mark, have you Mark. Watched, <laughs> have you ever watched <laughs> a bad person try to get out of a chair? They always rock themselves. It's like, all right, I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready, and then they stand. And they stand it's, the you gotta, No, it's prep. Like, it's prepare. It's prepper. Sit back down. <laughs> it's the noise for me. It's, it's the pep talk. It's the no. It's the pep talk of all right. All right, here we go. This is it. Right now. This is the moment that we've all been waiting for. I can fucking do this shit. And then when they sit down, it's like they broke the fucking chair. It's the noise for me when they get up. When you get from here to this part, and you just hear, oh! Cracking in the knees and shit. We're all doing that. Every fucking one of us. You can take a skinny guy that's in a cane, put him in a chair. They do the same fucking thing. They want to rock. They rock themselves up. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. We don't, we're all going to shit. I mean, it's shit. A... And then you end up looking like this. And then, they, then you yeah, fucking have a rocket. I think you look good, Mike. I think you look good with no teeth. I think you should make it your permanent look. You should see me. You should see me. I think that's how you should go on. That's how you should go on I stage. Have a, um, I have a dirty. I have a. It's called Dirty Santa, not Bad Santa. I have a Dirty Santa skit because. I do play a professional Santa in November and December. Ooh. I actually go out on the road. And um, I do, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of accounts for K Jewelers and Shoe Sensation out in Georgetown. And uh, so I, I'm Santa for some high, high end distributing, whatever you call it, um, storefronts, whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've got the some whole shindig and everything and i'm very professional when i do that i'm very i'm there for the children and everything but i did write a i don't know what you might want to call it but it lasts a good 20 minutes you know what i mean and you could do improv off of it it's really cool you're basically there's a there is there is a lot of parents that are should be educated in how to bring a child to santa I mean, last year I got a couple of face plants for the children that hit the floor, and I've got like three kids on my lap. Fucking kid hits the floor, <laughs> knocked out his fucking teeth. 
You know what I mean? Like a kid's crying on the floor and he's swimming, trying to figure out how to get off the floor. You know, and then... I've always wondered, you know, I didn't even think about that. But that's a great thing to think about is the is the the parent to yeah, Santa child yeah. transfer and how complex and the why process is this kid like fucking weed. Why is this kid high as a kite? I mean, that contact high in the car was that important to you? <laughs> <laughs> We had one, we had a meth head. We had a fucking Why does it smell like your hand? Throw me her fucking kid. I had got her two of her kids on my lap. I'm supposed to catch this kid mid flight and I missed and he gets a fucking face plant right up in front of me. <laughs> and she's yelling at me. You, you didn't catch him. What the fuck? How am I supposed to catch him when I got two kids on my lap? What the fuck is wrong with these people? You said, ma'am, I am Santa Claus. <laughs> So yeah, I know I wrote something and shit. Yeah. And just go off the wall on that, and then I do it just change it into improv and everything. I'm like, change your fucking kid's diapers. You're fucking smudging it all over my fucking five hundred dollar pants. You know what I mean? Like fucking use your goddamn head. I smell shit. Where's that shit coming from? Which one of you fucking kids? I smell like shit. I see. I couldn't resist because you're the. You know what? If I asked them, I'd be like, if <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I, I couldn't help but being like, let me guess. Right? Uh, baby wipes. <laughs> let me take a shot at it. Um, if I had to guess, looking at your mom, what you want for Christmas is probably right, right, someone to uh, pay your electric bill. One kid came up to me. We were at the, uh, what was this? Lady hired me at an apartment complex. And. Uh, a woman brought and, it, and it, don't get me wrong I love this and I'll, I'll probably do it for her again and um, and be at that apartment building complex but they had a pool and then they would have a movie they would play a movie but you have to be in the pool to watch the movie well I wasn't going there no pool water with my suit on I mean I have a very expensive suit and then I have a cheapy suit like if it was too warm out I have a cheapy suit but I have an expensive suit that that I'm, I'm like when I do uh, stuff at Crusade for Children, we auctions rent are off. I wear a very professional yeah. suit, and I have a very. Were you? Were you yeah, I look like the real deal. Like I've been driving down the road, and it'll be like, yeah. oh, look, it's Santa Claus, you know. But I don't have the I don't have the hat on, and I'm smoking cigarettes and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that would be my Santa Claus. Just, I'd be like, that's I, I my Santa. Is there real? They call them the real bearded Santas. You know, I've got a friend of mine, Steve Rollet. He's out of Madison, Indiana, and I gotta plug my phone in. I'm at fifteen percent. Hold on, and um, hold on. Oh Lord. Thought I had enough juice, but I guess not. Here we go. And we still there? We're still there. I just have to hold it. And um. Yeah, Steve Rollet. He's a Madison Santa. He's been a Santa for 30 years. He's a good friend of mine. We haven't met in person, but, you know, we, 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 I have a group called Southern Indiana Santas that only comes into effect in the wintertime. But uh, we, he helps me a lot educating and everything because I'm kind of a new Santa, um, although I was the Charlestown Santa in 2021. I don't know if you have kids, Kyle, but have you been to the family activity park? 
I I do not, but my future wife does have two twin boys. I was at Professional Santa for Charlestown at the Activity Park. That's where they have Santa Claus. Last year, I forgot the guy's name, and he's a really good Santa. Much better than I am. He's got everything. He's very professional off the top of his head. He makes a far better Santa than I do. But this winter, just for the parents. Somehow I don't believe that. I'll probably do a show for Louisville Comedy Club on a Thursday night or something and do a 20-minute show where it's just for the parents to laugh about. Because in, real, in, reality, in reality, they're Santa Claus, and they don't get appreciated much. You know what I'm saying? And they have to understand that they're appreciated. No, I mean, I can... I can, yeah, I you can say I mean? that. And a lot of them don't feel they like they don't get at it. They don't. They, they bust their fucking ass and they put shit on layaway and all that shit. And here it is: Santa Claus comes into their lives for five fucking minutes and takes all the fucking glory. You know what I mean? Yeah, Santa Claus. Santa Claus shows up for you know the last ten minutes yeah, of fucking they, Christmas. Hey, who brought you all those gifts? Now, now, you know. If if it doesn't get straightened out, it's gonna. It, it, Santa Claus is gonna weed out. People aren't gonna appreciate Santa Claus if it, if it doesn't get straightened out, and it doesn't show some kind of appreciation towards the parents. So why not do a comedy thing? Why not do a comedy yeah. thing where we show them some appreciation? But we're gonna bust their fucking balls too at the same time. Why would you bring a fucking ten year old to my lap, stoned? Are you trying to put the bitch to sleep before I see Santa Claus? I mean, and then all she does is want to eat 10 candy bars, 10 candy canes on the way home. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> turn her into a crack baby. How is Santa supposed to get any cookies and milk right. <laughs> if all of your kids are stoned? <laughs> right. What the fuck? Right. You guys are fucking up the whole I system. I bad because I was a kid that was fighting cancer, and I was being requested to show up. And we, we last year when we got that really, really bad snowstorm, and I had an appointment in, I want to say Corridan? I want to say Corridan, but I'm not positive. But I think it's Corridan or Salem or something like that. And yeah, and I had That's to a drive. Out here, you're in the middle of nowhere. I was scared shitless to drive. I was at the time I was driving a six-cylinder uh, Ford Explorer with no four-wheel drive or anything like that, and I was just scared shitless to drive with no snow tires to the destination. This kid was fighting cancer, and it beat cancer and all that. And I made plans to do this job, and you know I was going to read some stories and sing some songs, and I suck at both of those, but at the same time. I'm a good performer when it comes because everybody loves Santa Claus. The twenty twenty, I make it. I use comedy in being Santa Claus. That's how I get the kids to when they're so shy and they don't want to talk to Santa. I get in their head and then they open up. You know what I mean? Or I be funny. You know what I mean? With the kids and the parents get to see that and they love that. Other Santas sometimes they do that. Sometimes they don't. I just try to get on a different level. That's all. You know what I mean? It's all about the kids. You know what I mean? It's not about fucking throwing fucking stone kids well, at me. You it know sounds like you're fucking very good at... Can... Douchebag. <laughs> it seems like you are very good at like I, well, connecting I, with people. I've had my moments. I mean, I'm, I, I've been sick. I was sick for a 
very long time. Um, and I, I gradually came out of it. And, and in one minute, I was fucked in the head. The next minute, it just clicked. You know what I mean? And I've been fine ever since. So it's just better. I think life is all about laughter. You know what I mean? The more you get joy out of life, the better your life is. And uh, I, I, I believe in that 100%. So I try to make it fun That's for everybody. Especially the women that come into my bedroom, as long as well, they go beautiful, on sir. morning. Well, I can't think of a much better way to end this podcast than that. Right. Uh, life is all about oh, yeah, laughing. we got to get together. Oh, thank, thank you, Mike, you. so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to get together in person. And we gotta, I'm, we, I'm sure we'll talk more off air, and I'm sure we'll do more things together is what it sounds like. I would love to know what your plan is going on That'd tour, like but either the first or second week of October. That was the, that's the main plan because I need to be back for November and December, but being Santa Claus, and I slow down with work. I don't take work on uh, too much in November and December so that I can be available as Santa Claus, and um, and then after de de December twenty sixth, we know that we're off till January uh, January second. That's my vacation, and I don't go anywhere. I stay home. So I'm there for that week. And then I'm still saying if they need me to be like at a party or a function or, or something like that. But at the same time, I haven't been. I was hired last year and things went almost terribly wrong. And I just got the fuck out of there. <laughs> I was like, this ain't my bell. I'm out of here. <laughs> terribly wrong. When you get fucking mad no, problem, I'm out. each other for fucking trying to sit on Santa's lap, that's time to go. <laughs> Oh God! Just leave me alone. And then you gotta hit him with, nah. You gotta hit him with the half. Gotta hit him with the half bake at that point. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You're cool. Fuck you! I'm out. I mean, hey, man, Monica had a Santa Claus fetish and friends, so I guess it's not as uncommon as we like to fucking think it is. I'm with you. My lady came at me. That's what I'm saying. If my I'm with you, if my lady came at me while I was in a Santa Claus, so I'd be like, Santa Claus? Really? Yeah, we got some. That's what gets that. Right. That's what gets the engine oil. Like Santa. See what's inside of it. <laughs> I had to break it to you, ladies. Dick. That's what's inside of it. <laughs> well, you're going to have to help me with the... Uh, you, might, you might be interested in maybe helping me with the Santa skit. You know what I mean? Because I am going to need some help. You know what I mean? I've got a chair. I might be. I've got a chair that comes apart. I might be. Back together. It's very quick. You know, if you get used to it, put it up on the stage. You know, it could be grown people being elves and stuff. Come up. You do your own fucking thing. Just have it blend into what, what, what Santa's doing. You know, you make your own jokes and make get Santa fucking rolling for all. My teeth might just fall out in the middle of the fucking audience for all I know, you know? So fuck it. I ain't fucking worried about it. I got a backup pair. But again, that, absolutely, I'm in. I'm in 100%. I'll be an elf. I'll be the cutest damn elf there ever was. Yeah, this was this was fun. I'd like to do it again. I'll be... I'll be Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. You guys can find uh, me and all of my content at The Planet Comedy on Facebook and Instagram. I think it's the PCP Gang on Twitter. Planet Comedy on YouTube. Uh, Mike, you can find on Facebook at Mike Curran. 
Do you have a Appreciated Painters page? Appreciated Painters LLC. You can find it. Is it on Facebook? And you can Google it and hit the links on Google. Might make it easier. A lot of people don't have Facebook. They don't care for it. You know what I mean? I get it, but I still advertise the shit out of it if I if I have to. I I get it. I get it. Uh, I obviously, if you guys want to find this podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. I believe a portion of this went up live on my Facebook page. If you, uh, but if you guys want to hear the full whole episode, just audio, it'll be up on Tuesday. That's usually when I upload my podcast episodes is Tuesdays. Plus, I'll have video clips of the two of us. I'll have nice little three-minute clips of our conversation that people can watch, which I feel will be super interesting. <laughs> but thank you so much, Mike. You were a great guest, one of the best ones we've ever had. I can't, I'm sure you'll be back on before too long. Hopefully we can do some things together is what it sounds like comedy-wise. It sounds like we both have some pretty great ideas. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing off. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Mike, do you have anything to say to the the people? Anything else you want to – any other sage words of wisdom you want to get from our dear Santa Claus? They just haven't dropped any fucking kids on on the fucking floor. I think I was dropped on the floor a couple of times. Uh, only once or twice for me but you know what it it usually works out it's okay it only it only made me a little autistic only a little bit only slightly (laughs) only slightly but thank you guys for listening I've got about I feel like I've well that's what when when Brian introduced I feel like I'd seen you before everywhere I mean, I just got new signs. They're everywhere. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out for them. I'll keep an eye out. I'll let you know if I see one tonight. But thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful rest yeah, of your day, ladies night. and gentlemen. Peace, love, and shrubbery. Sounds good. Sounds good.